Right now, you can get 25% off your first purchase of StravaCraft coffee when you use code DNVR25. Not only do we love what Strava tastes like, and we pretty much run off of coffee, but it's also CBD infused, and that helps with so many ailments. It's different for everyone. Check out their reviews, and you'll be blown away with people's stories about how Strava has helped them. They deliver straight to your door, and after your first order, you can get 20% off indefinitely with their subscription service. So check out StravaCraftCoffee.com today and try out their delicious CBD infused coffee. Be sure to use that DNVR25 code. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. I'm your host, Rudo, coming at you with AJ Hayfley. My DraftKings pick of the week as we continue to look for the strangest bets on DraftKings. AJ wearing his Ferrari hat. You can bet on Formula One. You can bet on the winner of the race or the podium finishes of the race. You can even bet on qualifying. But but what we're doing today, what we're doing right now, is we're betting on the winner of free practice two. You can bet on anyone in the race to win the second practice session. Now, you could be safe. You could bet on Lewis Hamilton at plus 110, Max Verstappen at plus 330, or you could think something crazy is going to happen in free practice too, and you could bet on Mick Schumacher at plus 100,000 to win free practice too. So What? Yep. <laughs> so not only, I mean, look, it's a free practice for all we know. No one's even going to try, and Mick Schumacher could win. Or, you know, someone's car will malfunction, and they won't even go out for that free practice. You never really know. And that's the beauty of trying to find the weirdest bets on DraftKings Sportsbook, is sometimes nobody has any idea what's going to happen when it comes down to some of these bets. So jump in on it. Head on over to DraftKings. Again, use that DNVR code to get amazing odds boost. You can also get $200 in free bets if you put 5 bucks on any football game and guess the correct team to win. So check that out. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NFL course if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 all right aj how, how you feeling today how you don't want another honest answer honest answer to that question all right how in the world is max verstappen at plus 200 right it feels pretty high for for verstappen given uh given he's what like Eight like, points behind Lewis in the dude, in the championship race. Valtteri Botas at plus two thousand. <laughs> yeah, but but Botas will just get Valtteri. It's James, right? Like they'll force him to give up the position to Lewis if it comes down to it. I mean, it's a free practice. No, he's not plus two thousand in the free practice. Uh, he's only plus one twenty in the free practice. Okay. Your your boy, the Donut Man, is plus two thousand though. Jesus, Verstappen is plus three thirty in the free practice, so that's a pretty good bet. This is what I'm saying. This doesn't make any sense, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, free practice. Go go get betting on it. Uh, 
right now it might be as good a bet as betting on the abs the way they've played over the last couple of games. So who really knows on that front? AJ, how are you feeling about yesterday's game after a, a, a well-earned sleep? Better. Yeah? Yeah. I thought we were justifiably frustrated. Sure. Um, but I also... I looked at some of the I looked at some of the numbers. Yeah. Cuz I just wanted to see. I don't I I typically don't look at a lot of team numbers in like small small samples like four games. Sure. It's, but it's going to be misleading sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and especially when you have a game like Washington where you just got caved. Yep. And they didn't have any other games that were like extreme and so i wanted to see i kind of just wanted to see you know because i'm through four games i'm sitting here i'm thinking they haven't played well their defense has been bad their goaltending has been really bad and they are not capitalizing on any opportunities whatsoever Um, and so I started looking at some of the numbers and I started digging through some of this and, you know, it's okay. Like it's not, it's does, does your theory hold up then that the hockey's fine. It's just a lack of finishing. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say fine because we know that this team has better. Sure. Like we know that this is, this is a group that we're not expecting fine from. Right. I mean, but they're not bottom of the barrel in the league and some of the stuff except in actually scoring they're not um, the arizona coyotes getting it's their shit kicked in every night <laughs> you know who you know who else is getting rocked right now who but the only team colorado's beaten in chicago <laughs> like their actual at 5v5 chicago has been outscored 17 to 3 that is pretty bad. Yeah. The abs, <laughs> by the way, are sixth worst because they've been outscored 11 to 7. So only minus four there, really. Yeah. At 5v5. Could be uh, could be significantly worse than that. I know. But, uh, for our daily drop-in of the guys that come in every single day and say that they should have kept Groovy. Uh, Seattle is getting <laughs> outscored at five v five, sixteen to seven. Jeez. So Seattle's might be terrible. Montreal's getting outscored nine to three at five v five. So they're not scoring the same way as Chicago, but they're also not giving up nearly as many there, as Chicago is. I guess. There's the question: Who's the last team to get a win? Montreal, Chicago, or Arizona? Arizona. You also, so? yes. Also, guess who's third worst in this in this five v five? I'm just looking at it right now. It's Tampa Bay. Yeah, they, talked, they've been off to a bad start. Like, we talked last night about um how like Tampa Bay is not off to a great start themselves. Like Colorado Saturday night 
we're looking at it like, oh, God, they're going to get smoked Saturday. They're playing like crap. Their hurts. The end of a road trip. All this, all these things are, are there for them to get to to get smoked. Right. And it's like Tampa Bay hasn't played well either. You know, they, they, they're not getting anything. Yep. It's... So they've been outscored ten to four at at five v five. So I just I uh, some of that some of that I thought was interesting. Um, and then you go and you look at you you look at like the real nerdy shit like expected goals for, and it's way more reasonable. Yeah, Colorado's twelfth in the NHL yeah. at fifty just fifty two point seven one percent. So certainly a level of pucks not going in or yeah. or pucks <laughs> going in too easily. And guess two. guess who's sitting right in front and right behind them? Washington and Florida. <laughs> so, yeah, that uh, more number, or less sums up the last two games right there, doesn't it? Number one in expected goals, four percent right now is Buffalo. Uh, <laughs> hey, they're undefeated. All right. Uh, and then last is. Winnipeg. So, yeah. Um, just to continue, kind of going through some of this because yeah. I'm, we're already in this room. Might as, might as well. The abs, the abs are actually fifth best in the NHL in um, scoring chance percentage. Um, they've had ninety eight of them. They've given up seventy five. Again, this is all at five v five. Right, right. I mean, um. So that's. That's the what's crazy is that they've given up 10 goals off of scoring chances and only scored six. So they've created 98 scoring chances at 5v5 in four games, uh, which outside of I think Toronto is number one, oh, Ottawa is number two at 99. The Avs are three. So you're top three in the league. They're doing just fine. <laughs> yeah. So they're creating lots of chances. They're just not finishing them. Yep. Uh, and their, their suppression, the 75 that they've given up is 12th best in the NHL. So not great. Um, when you consider that the best in the NHL is 31 by Boston, but Boston's only played two games. So. Again, looking at raw numbers when different numbers of games played here. Of the teams that have rate stat it, yeah. Of the teams that have played four games, Colorado has actually is actually the second best in giving up scoring chances. And they're own uh, they've only it's only been they they they've only given up two more than uh Nashville, who's number one there. So again, we're talking we think that the abs have been really bad, and it's just the Washington game that they've been truly awful. Yep. Truly awful. They really weren't that bad against Florida. Yeah, they were nowhere near because that's why that's why last night when I got home, I did not want to write a regular post game piece about it because I was a lot more it was a lot more of a cumulative annoyance that they that they lost than it was uh the kind of the reality of how they lost. Yeah. Where look, they played a decent game last night. Now they've got plenty of problems that they've still got. Uh, they've got a lot of things that they need to fix, but they've got they've got plenty of problems. But they they played an okay game. Of, I, I would even say a solid game against the Panthers, and it just came down to capitalizing on opportunities. Uh, I mean, 
I think the second period was problematic. Yes, I understand the quality of opportunities against them was low. Yeah, but... well, and you also, like, keep in mind, though, that they, I think, uh, I'm not going to be able to pull this up in time because we're already talking about it. <laughs> but it was something insane. Like, they they threw, like, 30 pucks at the net and, what, and 23 of them? hit the net, yeah. Yeah, where it was just, it was insane, dude. Yeah, they couldn't they couldn't miss, that's for sure. But and that's the no argument. Like the second period, the Panthers were twenty six to fifteen at five v five in Corsi. Yeah. Thirty six to nineteen in all situations. That's like uh, that's nowhere near good enough. You're getting dominated in possession at that point. Yeah, but... it was fourteen at all situations. It was thirty six nineteen in Corsi, and it was twenty three to twelve in shots, fourteen to twelve in scoring chances and the ads actually had more high danger chances with seven yeah. to six. Again, so that's Panthers where quality wasn't super high. But right, you start to look at you start to look at actual quality here, and you say, okay, what? How did this go? And it was, and it was staring down the abs hitting two posts. Yeah, it was. It the actual quality of chances was ever so slightly in Colorado's favor throughout the entire game, um, but it. Yeah. Yeah. They so. definitely, I mean, that that's just, an, that's too many. I mean, 36 shot attempts in one period yeah. from a team. Too what many. the F? <laughs> there's no, there's no argument that that shit is not good enough. But when you watch how it got made, you watch, you watch how things unfolded. I mean, it's a 2-1 game going into the third and they get a double deflection off avalanche sticks. Yep. I'm, I'm in the but final that's, minute. Like that's the exact type of goal to me that goes in when you're giving up 36 shot attempts yep. in a period. 100. percent That's exactly when you talk about making your own luck. That's the perfect example of how you do it. You just throw pucks at the net, and eventually they just. We saw. You remember last year? We saw it. They couldn't score. Yep. They were burying teams and winning one nothing. Yep. And then all of a sudden, the dam broke. Puck started going in and they started scoring four and five goals per game because eventually you're just, it's just going to happen. Pucks are just going to start flying in like that. And that was where, that was where Florida put themselves in a position to benefit from something like that. And the abs, when you're, when you don't play very well, uh, you put yourself in a position to be the victim of that. And you are not in a position to overcome something like that. Yeah. And the, the, to be honest with you, the third period, not enough desperation. Um, I, I agree that I think there has been a significant lack of urgency from the abs in, in both the Washington and Panther games, but we can talk about that a little bit more in a second. Uh, as you guys know, I talk to you all the time about how great Chevalier Mortgage is if you're looking to buy a new home. But for something to keep in mind for homeowners with prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home right now. So if you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that and make the bubble work for you. Chevalier Mortgage has you covered to take it through all the steps of this. Mike is a certified financial planner, so he can find whatever 
type of thing you need when it comes to refinancing or purchasing a new home. Either way, you can check them out at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. But more importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com or you can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. Then go on over and check out Sexy Pizza. If you haven't tried them yet, they're absolutely delicious. They're approved by all of the people at this company that have lived in or grew up in the East Coast. So I don't trust the East Coast for a lot of things. Pizza is one of the things I trust them with. But uh, AJ, uh, Please, please join me on this. Are you what kind of? Are you a Chicago pizza style person? Please say no. Uh, you mean do I like lasagna? Yeah, do I because like because that's casserole? what Chicago pizza is? Yeah. No, no um, I'll pass. All right, good. Because that's a. Uh, I I have to get as it is. My favorite is the New York style, and I have to get light sauce on it because I get real bad heartburn. Sure. Um. I'm not sure I would survive a Chicago style pizza at this point in my life. I feel like that would just be a wildfire inside of my body. Well, sexy pizza has you covered with that. They've been in Denver for 13 years. They are the New York style pizza to get here. And they even have specialty pies such as uh, vegan options and uh, sauceless you name it. If you want something specific, they can they can make a pizza that works for your diet, no matter what it is. So check them out today. Yes, they are really called sexy pizza. It's not just me trying to dress it up as a, an attractive pizza. That's their actual name. Uh, you can try their gluten-free pizzas as well. Uh, they have 12, 16, 18-inch crusts, all of that hand done in their place. They have four locations, Capitol Hill, South Pearl, Jefferson Park, in Park Hill. So check them out today. They also have a new location coming soon down in Trinidad. Uh, once you've had delicious pizza and gotten, uh, you know, your mortgage situation all sorted out, that's when it's time to come on down to the DNVR bar. Have a good time with us. Have our amazing Breck brews. Hang out. Have our amazing food as well because, you know, we got the, the Wagyu beef burger, if nothing else. You can also get a bunch of cool stuff like big beers when you get a DNVR membership access to the DNVR lounge, things like that. Annual membership, it's a blast to come hang out with us. We have a good time. Be sure to check out our, our watch along if you can't make it down to the bar on Saturday nights too. So yeah, we'll be out here making the content for you. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. So the number lying, the, the number lying, the underlying numbers given you a little bit more confidence in this team aj yeah and now we're gonna get into where they've got problems okay so let's reel it back (laughs) yeah um the big thing let me ask you this okay since i know you're not looking at these right now i am not among colorado's guys who have actually played multiple games sure who do you think is last on the team in Corsi four percentage. Uh let's see. I would guess McCarr and Gerard. 
And then for the forwards, I don't know, probably anyone on that fourth, third, fourth line, the Comfer Ranta line. Okay. This was a layup. It's yep. Curtis McDermott. Come on. Okay. Well, you think I was going to miss an opportunity to dunk on that guy? <laughs> the dude who's played, I guess, three games, right? Two but games. What? If, with. 14 minutes of ice time or something. 18-12. Okay. <laughs> Great year, by the way. <laughs> uh, Yeah, it's Curtis McDermott. Next to him, though, Nathan McKinnon. Oof, that's no good. Need that and guy to be better. Then after that, Sam Ranta, Jack Johnson, Tyson Jost. Yeah. JT Gonfer. And then you get into a bunch of dudes that are right in the range of 50 where you're like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, sure. It's not Outside the bell curve, at least. Yeah. 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 Jason Magna's actually leading. With 12 minutes advice time, 10. 23.19. Oh, that's more than I thought. 23.19. <laughs> wasn't, so, that, wasn't that the Monsters, Inc. code where they... It, is it? I, I haven't watched that movie in a decade, at least. Anyway. <laughs> um, I bring this up because the title of our show today. Yeah, McKinnon those guys got to do better. Yep, Nathan McKinnon. If you remove Curtis McDermott and his batty ass, <laughs> Nathan McKinnon is your worst two games player. Yeah, two games. Okay, at five v five right now, his Corsi four percentage is thirty five percent. That's the abs, really, really bad. The abs have been out actually outshot 18 to 10. They've been outscored six to one. They've been outscoring they they've been outscoring chanced 16 to 9. High danger chances are five to three in favor of the other guys. None of this is good. Yeah. Certainly from a guy that's supposed to be your best player, that's not good enough. Not helping is a 66.67 on ice save percentage. Yeah, that's really bad. Which is giving him a 767 PDO. <laughs> which might be the lowest PDO I've actually ever seen. Small sample sizes, um, baby. <laughs> but yes, small sample sizes. That's all, That's comical, though. It is. That said, I mean, we talk about Jack Johnson. I mean, we we rolled into the season like Jack Johnson's bad, right? In 36 minutes of ice time this year, Jack Johnson has given up, has been on the ice for eight scoring chances. Okay? Mm -hmm. That is half of what Nathan McKinnon has been on the ice for in two games. Yeah. Yeah. That top line, and, and and we kind of mentioned it the other night, but your best players are going to have nights where they're not your best players. They can't be your worst players. They can't be the line that's getting caved in when you need a shift to get things going the other way. They can't be the yep. line that's actively costing you a big goal. Yep. And that's what Nathan McKinnon is doing right now, clearly. Yep. His his 
he has two points, right? And one of them came on a nothing power play at the end of the Washington game. And the other came on a broken air. Complete ass. nonsense play where he fired a puck right into a defenseman's skate. Yeah. And it just pinballed around and happened to find Miko. Yeah. So it really has not been particularly impressive for McKinnon to start the season. This is this is uh, nothing short of a... Um... I mean, for a player of his caliber, this has been a nightmarish two games. Yeah. And, and like, let's be real. No one's expecting it to continue at this yeah. rate. It's just, but... What's frustrating is that if we, we have this conversation, there will be people in the world who are like, yeah, it's Nathan McKinnon, but he'll get better. Yeah, of course he will. <laughs> yeah. He still That's the McKinnon. point. Yeah. Is that <laughs> there is a ginormous ceiling and he is like on the floor yeah i'll know where to go but up basically i don't (laughs) know how it gets much worse than it has for nathan mckinnon through two games yep like these are these are horrific numbers yeah not like hey here's something to feel better like hey i guess you could feel better about his expected goals for percentage which which is at 42 yeah it's still bad Still bad. So I, I mean, this is this is atrocious stuff, like atrocious stuff. Yeah. And like you look at these other guys, and it's like Sample Rantos next, and Jack Johnson, and the like, dudes you'd expect to see at the bottom, right? It's it's fine, right? Like you're like some of this, like their coursey may not be great, but when you go down, when you go sifting through Jack Johnson, Jack Johnson's expected goals for right now is fifty eight point six nine. Yep. You know what this is all coming back down to? There's a goaltending problem. I mean... In that their goaltenders just haven't been good enough. Well, I mean, you you even go back to the St. Louis game on this one, right? St. Louis game, Kemper gives up four goals. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Washington game gives up five. And then, you know, JoJo comes in and only gives up three to Florida. Mm -hmm. But... If a three-goal game is your best goaltending performance in the last three games, that's not good enough. Yeah. I mean, this is a league where first to three most most often wins. Yep. And the other team's getting there first. And it's not like they're getting there first by a little bit, right? Yeah. It's actually crazy. Jack Johnson hasn't been on the ice for uh, an, a 5v5 goal against yet. Wild. Yeah, that's actually kind of fun. But both now when we all get of into... these games, the Avs have given up the third goal by the end of the second period. Yeah, and the other the other issue that that we're getting into here, Kale McCarr has been on the yep. ice for nine five v five goals against and one four. Uh, bud, need more than that. That's a million dollars per goal against through. Four games for him. Seems an, bad. Dude, it's awful. It's Sam Gerard has been on the ice for seven 5v5 goals against and only three four. I mean, that's supposed to be the, the pairing that's getting you through. And they're getting destroyed. Meanwhile, Eric Johnson's been on the ice for four 5v5 goals for and zero against. Bowen Byram has been on the ice for one 5v5 goal against 
And it was the goal at the end of the second period. Last night. Yep. The, the double deflection. The double doink. And he was the guy who actually made the play. He made the right play. Yeah, he had, he had possession of the puck, gave it to Landy on the boards, yeah. and then Landy just decided he Landy, didn't want the puck anymore. Landy, Landy like, curled back and was like, oh. I, I I mean, he either, because of the camera angle, you can't see yeah, how, how the puck. Yeah, it's right up against the boards, but it's, it certainly looked like he just forgot to take the puck with it him. It looked <laughs> like he just he just whiffed on it or it, it hopped on him or, you know, something. Yeah. So it was it, it, the 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 point in all of this is like is it great that that Bowen Byram is literally over fifty percent in every single major category? That's great. Yeah, that's but... encouraging. That's seriously encouraging. That Eric Johnson is similarly experiencing. Very it's good just, underlying numbers. Yeah, like like not as good as Byram, um, because he's playing in some end game situations that are putting him that sure. that are hurting some of those numbers. But it, 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 like Makar is like there are positives with Makar. His expected goals is fifty one point five six, but yeah. he's also thirty eight. He's been on the ice for thirty eight scoring chances against. Well, and and as I talked about, there are teams I would in the NHL who haven't given up that many. The one stat that we're not going to have that I would love to, I I just wish it was easier to track in the NHL. There it is. is There's that guy that we were waiting for. <laughs> I, I wish that like the passing project was more readily available. There were more numbers on effective passing numbers in the NHL. Because we wouldn't I want think, to see those right now. I, I, that's what I'm saying is I think especially for the defensemen, they would be bad. Yeah. Really, really bad. Yeah. Um and and that's that's one of my biggest problems with McCarr right now mm-hmm. is, is sure, maybe there's some positives you can see with goals for percentage and, and some of those underlying numbers, but the concern is that Makar is not doing all the things we've come to expect from him. I know multiple people in the chat are asking if he's injured and there's nothing official. There's been no official comment on his injury, but everyone's seen the picture of his hand all wrapped up. Yeah. So, which by the way, we don't know, um, especially having not been in locker rooms for now a year, you know, going on God knows how long since February of 2020, we haven't been in locker rooms. There are guys who regularly tape up things. Body that looked parts. pretty excessive. For I'm saying regular I, tape, but I'm yes. just I'm just saying we don't know for sure. Definitely. Everybody everybody is using that picture as immediate evidence of oh my god, something seriously wrong, and it could be, but we don't know. But we don't know, and for real, like. Okay. Jesus. I enjoyed Scott's joke in our chat. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. Got him. Yeah. Sexy, sexy pizzas. P.S. What's up, Scott? Um, I don't remember what I was saying. I got distracted by the very amusing joke. 
we were talking about something. Well, it, well it, said. Led, it led off of like the bad passing of the defense, and then I I forget where this conversation was yeah anyway to you, but uh, i was i was definitely my big th- my big thing is that uh the, when you look at when you go through all this stuff you're looking at and you know the same stuff is popping up these guys have to the your best your best players have to play better yeah i i like, it's not a complicated be, process to get there right They've got to be good, man. I mean, they've they've got to be good players. They, and right again, now they're just they, they they're not good. They're nowhere near players, good enough. Your best players don't have to be your best players every night, but it's really hard to win when they're your worst players. Well, and if they're your worst players, they're also taking on the hardest matchup. So guess right. what? That means the other team's best players are kicking your ass. Yeah. And what happens when the other team's best players are kicking your ass. You're losing games. Yeah, there's no, so, there is no other answer, right? Like we saw in the the playoff series with the Blues last year, where they tried to shelter O'Reilly, and that just doesn't function. I mean, it worked. It worked O'Reilly, for O'Reilly. It didn't it, work for the Blues, right? That's the thing. It worked for O'Reilly. It he bounced back. He put up good underlines. He was the only Blues player at the end of the series over fifty percent in shot attempts. And it didn't matter because every time that he got on the ice against Colorado's top line, they feasted. But yep. they hit they hit him in that series to try and get him going because they didn't they their their theory was if these guys are gonna smoke us anyway. Might as well have O'Reilly doing good things. Yeah, we might as well move this guy around and try and get something going out of our best player. Fair enough. And so I think that I think that brings up uh, the, should the ads do something like that? Yeah. yeah. And I think that I I think that it's time to to have the conversation. Should they should they consider while they're trying to find answers in their forward core while the Chushkin is out, which is a really weird thing to say out loud. Should they should they break up the three headed monster for a bit? I know I they've wonder, they've been together for I one wonder... whole game. I wonder if it's not that they should break up the line and maybe, especially because they're coming home for for a game against Vegas, it's just going to be tougher against this Tampa team. But maybe Bednar should look to snipe line matchups a little bit harder for them to get them some easy shifts, to get them going a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that's a... That's hard to do on the road. That, that's what I'm. I'm saying this is more hard of a Vegas, to do on the road. More of a Vegas game thing than this upcoming yeah. Tampa one. But so, what do you what do you think about actually the idea of actually breaking up the three headed monster and maybe moving those guys around? Um, I mean, look, McKinnon has proven in the past that that dude can score with literally anyone on his wings. So if you're looking to get him going, switching his wings up probably isn't that big of a deal. Totally fine with that. Miko, for as invisible as I think he's played over the last four games, he's a dude that just finds his way to points no matter what. He's a point-per-game player right now. And and Landy will be just fine with anyone. We already we've already seen the Evs in the past move Landy around all over the place to try and fit into spots in the roster. So Will the Avs be fine splitting up the three-headed monster? Yes. 
is it better for the abs maybe you could make the argument that in the immediate to get mckinnon going a little bit it could be but it can't be a long-term solution right i i look they're they're the best line in the league when they're rocking and i just don't know why you would break it up like <laughs> i feel like i feel like you give them i mean again they've had one this... game together is this less of a break up the three-headed monster and maybe double shift McKinnon a little bit with a second or third line? You mean if his conditioning is there? Sure. Um, if they're comfortable with trying to sneak him out onto the ice in between Helm and O'Connor? Yeah. I'd be good with that, man. So, maybe. I mean, I'm I'm always for clever utilization like that, you know, yeah. where a team is a team is trying to uh, a team is trying to get by with a shift, and you just throw Nathan McKinnon out there, and you're like, "All right, go get him, my man." I, I mean, I'm I'm all for that because when you when you are looking at the underlines, guess which two players show up fantastic in all of these? Helmet O'Connor. It's Helmet O'Connor. <laughs> yeah, they're rolling. Yeah, they have they have no issues, and and it's you've seen it. Like it's obvious that their puck possession has been dominant, and they just can't finish anything. Yeah, and you put Nathan McKinnon. Look, as long as Nathan McKinnon doesn't just drift to the top of the zone and try and throw a wrist shot from <laughs> half an inch inside the blue line, and Which hope he that might do, and hope that O'Connor and Helm can tip pucks like Landeskog, like. I, I I would be all for the occasional picking a spot with a double shift. Sure. Especially coming off of a PK where you throw your top line out there and then you roll your cadre line after that and then maybe you sneak your fourth line out there again. Your fourth, again, fourth line. Sure, sure, sure. Find ways to to get him activated and going, I think basically is what it boils down to, right? Whether that's double shifting or, or giving him a different line for a little bit. Um, in any case, if you're looking to double shift in the bedroom, <laughs> you know you got to keep it high and tight. That's all I'm saying. You got to keep it looking good. If you want to play more even strength minutes in the bedroom, maybe you like to play shorthanded. Maybe you want a power play. All right. I don't care what you do in the bedroom. We don't kink shame here. All we shame is not looking good in the bedroom. So make sure you're looking good. Get your manscaped. Use code DNBR to get 20% off when you sign up and get the perfect package 4.0. You'll also get free shipping. Jump on it. They have a bunch of other amazing products too. Take care of your body top to bottom, deodorant, breath mints, shave mats, razors, you name it. They can they can cover it all. It's not just your junk. So You can literally plan every step of date night with, with Manscaped. Manscaped products straight yeah, up because you you shave the junk, right? Yep. You get you get the, the balls looking shiny and gleaming, right? Oh. <laughs> They're museum, they're museum ready. Let's go. And then, you know, you, you also, you have, you have the body wash. Yep. And then you get done all, and all you, proper. You, get, you get done and you got a little spritz. Smelling good. You know? Yeah. You're smelling good. You got the, you got the cologne and then you got the, you got the breath mint, you know, uh, look, the only, the only thing that they, that they can't set you up to do right is they can't, they can't give you the manners. 
True. But they can they can physically get you ready to rock for a successful date night if success is defined by an attempt to have sex. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not going to tell people what success is. That went downhill really but... fast. My point is, is that you can have an entire collection of quality Manscaped items. Exactly right. It's not just the they lawnmower. Will, they will be with you every step of the way. So, more than just gleaming balls, as AJ put it. Uh, <laughs> check them out. Go get their amazing products. We love them over here. Also, check out the Colorado XOs. If you guys haven't heard about them, they're an experimental rugby team here in Colorado that has taken athletes from other sports and tied them into rugby to see if elite athletes that have played at the highest level of sports like football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, and track and field can convert to a rugby team. And and they did pretty well last year. They were a 500 rugby team at 5-5, five and five, composed of a bunch of guys that had never really played organized rugby before. So it's clear that they have a little bit of something going here. You can check them out at Infinity Park in Glendale. They're now known as the American Raptors, a proper team, which, by the way, uh, Infinity Park is Rugby Town USA. It's where the men's and women's official 15 teams do all their practice. So it's it's literally some of the best rugby in the country that you can go watch here in Colorado. So the best part about the American Raptors games, they are free right now. If you go over to AmericanRaptors.com and grab your free tickets for the upcoming season, you're all good. Just don't have to pay to go to a game, have a good time, have a great evening, have some beers that you can spend your money on instead because the tickets didn't cost you a thing. Of course, be sure to follow Colton Strickler, our rugby guy, down on Twitter. Check out the DNVR Rugby Podcast. He has 101 pods if you're still learning the sport. So all sorts of awesomeness all the way around there. And then check out Green Mountain Dental Group. Go get your teeth taken care of. If you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with Green Mountain, they will give you a free Sonicare toothbrush. So you can take care of your teeth at home, too. They do great work. Everyone has switched, so they love them and then do an absolute great job. So check them out. Get that free Sonicare toothbrush. Be part of the Green Mountain Dental fam. Third period of the DNBR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook with Rudo and AJ. So, AJ, what... <sighs> What is the point we're just boiling down to here? The Avs' best players need to be better, and it's fair to expect that they will be better. Yep. So, on the up and up. Yep. I didn't make a DraftKings Sportsbook bet of the week or pick of the week, but uh, I'm picking Colorado to beat Tampa Bay tomorrow. I just feel good about it. All right. I understand the data on teams at the end of road trips, but one, this is only a three-game road trip, not a five-game road trip. And two... You just can't stop me from good vibing on this one. I, mean, I just, I'm feeling good. Three, the Washington to Florida flight was long, but sunrise to Tampa, not a big trip. Dude, they they, they did that flight before and, yeah. we finished our postgame I know, show. I know. They were in Tampa yeah. before our show was over. I opened up Twitter, and they'd already hopped off, and social was already posting about it. And I was like, oh. Quick little 30-minute flight. Not bad. Yeah. How about that, huh? <laughs> so sometimes it's easy life, but what? 
so so let's let's dig a little bit deeper here. We've talked about McKinnon and McCarr. How do you feel about the rest of the three-headed monster here? Landy and Landy and Rantanen. Are their numbers more acceptable or are there any concerning flags popping up there? Uh I you know it's really just the the goals that they're giving up. But Miko's numbers are solid, man. Yeah. Um Landy's numbers are solid too. And you know what I've liked about Landy? He's gotten he's gotten punished for this. But I've I've liked how physical he's played yeah, so far this I, year. I think it's I think he's pissed off. He I think he certainly looks mad. Yeah, I think he's playing with an edge, and now he's got to find it because he's taken too many penalties. But I also, mean, if the penalties are made up fucking yeah. nonsense, are you going to blame the, the guy for taking that? I'll take the penalty he took towards the end of the Florida game every single time, right? Like you'll go to bat for him on that one and say that shouldn't have been a penalty. So (laughs) we did a whole thing on Eichel already, Scott. I'm like, not sure if that's actually Scott or not, but it's anyway, it's probably Zach. Probably. In any case, you have a, a weird situation at the top of the Evs forward core, right? As people in the chat have mentioned, the three-headed monster has been together properly for one game. <laughs> one game. <laughs> one game. And it, it doesn't feel like it because they've just been together forever and all that. But uh, one game. So, yeah, no. I wanted to bring it up because I was curious how you felt about it. Sure. But... I'm all about just letting them rock, man. I When you have one of the... Every single, every single team in the NHL would prefer to have the best line. Yeah, it, and I, people are constantly trying to trying to like split them up. It's when it comes to the three headed monster, I don't really have a problem with switching it up for any one given game or period or something like that. Yeah, sure. But certainly, long term, it's not something that you can stay away from. It just doesn't make sense to not go with a line that you know can and will dunk on teams. Yeah, straight up. Like, you think Boston's breaking up their top line? Why would they? Right. There's no there's no reason to make yourself worse, especially at the top. It's a good way to put it. All about that. Yep. Um, I'm... You know, they really just need to... They, they need to do their thing because... I think that they've we've seen a lot of encouraging things out of some of the depth cats here. Yeah, I I agree. JT Confer looks rock solid, man. I mean, JT Confer's underlines are going to look bad forever of because they of are. that because of that Washington four game. to twenty six oh, or whatever no. that was. Yeah, he's got to. T- it would take weeks of him squeaking by over fifty percent. But, but you're getting the production you wanted out of JT Confer. Yeah, There's... he he looks rock solid so far. Kadri and Burkowski, I, I mean, the scoring is there for Kadri, at least. Uh, but... I Well, and Kadri's underlings are all good, too. Yeah, like, Kadri's done saying. Kadri has done every single thing that you wanted out, you that you are looking for out of him. He yep. has been good this year. Burkowski has not picked up his slack, um, given given that he's primarily a guy that you want scoring goals. Yep. Like, come on now. Start but, finishing. And, and I think, you know, uh, look, he was 
demoted um, to the third line in practice today. Uh, we'll we'll see if that carries over into the game. There was no Jost during practice, so that might have affected some of that. But it, Berkey, it, it happens every year where Berkey gets dropped down a line or two as kind of a Berkey, get him going we need, type of thing. We need yeah. more from you. The, the, the kind of is, kind of a boot in the ass. The and thing is like. I'm sure maybe the points aren't there for Berkey right now, but the chemistry with Kadri has been. Those yeah. two together have been pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, how many how many two on ones have they had that in in the last? Uh, not counting Just the look Washington at the Florida game. game, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Kadri he telegraphed the shit out of it, but yep. that two on one where Berkey ripped the one timer and Bob made a good read and a good save. Yep. Uh, you know, Kadri Kadri really helped him out there, but uh, that I mean, you're still talking to like Kadri. Kadri has done what he wants. Uh, what what I, I, Kadri has done what you want for from him as your two C. He has lived up to his responsibility. Yep. So I think I you know he's got to he's you've got to you got to you're good there. Um, Berkey Berkey really has to pick it up. Comfort has given them good has given them good depth scoring. Uh, your fourth, your fourth. We keep calling it, Helm and O'Connor have been good it's together. The, yeah, um, it's it's really like that, like lost third line. Yeah, you the, know, with Sample Ranta's getting crushed every night. He's not yep. really doing much. He had a good scoring chance last night, didn't bury it. Yep. Um, you know, Martin Kaut and Mikhail Maltsev, I think, have been fine in the two games that they've played you, on this well, trip. So the problem is Helm and O'Connor have been very good together, not calling out anything in their game, but there's a ceiling to those guys scoring ability. Yeah. That's just a reality. And you can't run two lines that both have that problem. You can't run a third, fourth line that has Helm and O'Connor have one goal to their name. Yeah. And then you also have the line of Ranta, and whoever ends up next to him, whether it's Jost yeah, or whatever. Ranta and Jost and... It's that, a... that has not scored a goal yet this year. Yeah. So... And it really hasn't. Like, Sampo Ranta on the ice this year, um, a 33% expected goals for. Like it just... Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. They haven't created a ton. Um with with him on the ice now there's been a lot of moving parts like jost has moved all around so it's 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 hard but right now i mean the 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 thing is is that like they are straight up they they are straight up they have a lost line they've got a line that they're not getting anything out of it's getting beat up every night and one of their more reliable lines was the fourth line which has turned into their third line and that cannot be a third line it is not talented enough it will to be not, a third line. It will not finish enough to be a so third So you're line. really talking about rolling out two fourth lines. Mm-hmm. And that's and one of them is effective. One of them is not. Neither one of them are going to give you very much scoring. Yep. And if Berkey and Kadri are not doing what they need to be doing in terms of production, I mean collectively, when one of them is going and not the other, it doesn't do them a lot of good. Yeah. Um collectively. You know, and the, the the top line isn't there. Like, it's easy to see why they've had why they've had some problems here, for sure. But the the top line has played one game together and they scored. 
it was as a broken as it was at school. Yeah, it was yeah. a broken, janky ass play, well, and, but and, they've they've scored. And they were two posts away from having three goals in that game. So yeah. And I mean Nathan McKinnon, you remember he had one of those he also had a wide open look on their first power play. Yep. That he just bombed wide of the net. Yep. So, you know, they had their opportunities last night. Uh it's I am I am curious to see uh now that now that the three headed monster is back in the lineup, you know, whether or not they need them, whether or not they're gonna to play together sure, sure, whatever. whatever i expect that they will because he's been kind of that that line has kind of been the warm blankie that yeah jared bender wraps himself in when things get hard <laughs> uh and it and for good reason it has consistently proven to be the the right thing to do uh that was not a criticism it's just a fun yeah, metaphor I, I, uh but i i, I do what i want to see is i want to see can of can guys like ranta and malt seven count can they find ways to some offense? Because if they they if they can get a little bit of offense there, I mean it just it just makes everybody's life so much easier. Yep. And yep. and obviously the other big thing here, we haven't really talked about it offensively. The defense. This is one of the NHL's most active defenses in the league. One of the most offensively oriented defenses in the league, between um, you know Makar and Gerard. And what what they can get out of Byram and and certainly EJ like yeah. there should be there needs to be more production from the defense they that group as a whole has to play much better yeah I, I agree the defense has been bad and just full full stop needs to be better as an entire unit um, but I I think the the point of this podcast is to kind of say yes the Avs have not been at their best but it's not catastrophic and it's extremely reasonable to expect them to be significantly better in the upcoming future by upcoming future i mean like saturday um as we move into our final thoughts here look if you're if you're salty and all you want to do is be mad and and rage about this team right now go watch my video from last night (laughs) because that'll give you what you want but we got that out of my system being a reasonable again today and reasonably, uh, this team will sh- be just fine. Just kind of waiting on some of its puck luck. Some of its guys got to get their shit together a little bit. But I think you worry way more about getting your shit together and then deal with the rest from yeah, there. Agreed. And but but no one is so far gone that you're wondering if they can actually do it. Right. Your expectation is still. Yeah, everyone's going to get their shit together in the next week here. Yep. So, any final thoughts from you, AJ? This didn't go off the rails like I wanted. Yeah, it, it, it ended up being a way more serious conversation than we were planning today. But... I wanted, I wanted, I kind of wanted to go full monkey in the zoo on our Friday show today. Start and just, flinging it. Yeah, and... <laughs> I'm just, I wasn't, I'm, I'm not feeling well enough to, to go hard into the chaos today, but well, rest up. I appreciate everybody, everybody coming and hanging out. Um, yeah, we are going to be at the bar tomorrow night for the watch along and for the game. Of course, uh, you guys should definitely come hang out. 
we also are going to be at the bar on Sunday afternoon for Formula One. Yep. So if anybody if anybody wants to get into F1 at all or is interested in watching a race, uh, we have a really fun group of people that I'm hoping are going to come out. And uh, they're very new person friendly. Uh, yep. There's no gatekeeping, none of that, you know, uh, and it would it would be fun to uh, get some other people to to go hard into the paint into some F1 with us. As long as you don't root for Checo. Uh, you can root for Checo. I mean, we need people to be wrong. <laughs> All right. On that note, we're going to get out of here. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening, however you consume the pod. We appreciate you all very much. Be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. It is uh, it is super helpful to us when you do that. Um, other than that, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow for a watch-along during the game and post-game as usual. Hope to see you all either at the bar or in the stream. Either way, we will talk to you later. <laughs>